Yo, yo, yo. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Happily Discontent, where I share lessons learned from the books I read, the podcast I listen to, and the mistakes that I make so that you don't have to do any of those things yourself. I will be your guinea pig. And what I have for you today is I'm going to be sharing some of the key lessons from the most recent read called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. Absolute banger. Number one New York Times bestseller. Whenever I see that as a bestseller, period, I'm like, oh, shit. What was a number one bestseller? I'm like, oh, shit. This is going to slap. And it did. The only issue, Shardy, was maybe a little too thick. 370 pages. I would say only about 150 of those were valuable. But that's why I do this, right? Because why would you want to read through all that fluff when I can just deliver you the key points in ideally a 10 to 12 minute podcast, which is what I'll do for you today. So my key insights. The book from a high level is about building better relationships in both your personal and professional life. And the biggest takeaway I took from it is the title itself, Never Eat Alone. And basically what Keith means by that is we should be incorporating relationship building into everything that we're doing, right? It shouldn't be something separate that only occurs on the weekends in a professional context, only occurs during the coffee chats and the conferences. No. Let's incorporate it into everything that we're doing. Like if I'm already going to go out for a walk, if I'm already going to go shoot hoops and play some basketball, if I'm already going to eat some food, why not use those as opportunities to build a new relationship or deepen a relationship that I already have? Never eat alone because you'd be missing an opportunity to build a new relationship or deepen an existing one. And the nice thing about that is that makes relationship building Way more fun because it's not going down over the coffee chats and the Zoom calls. You get to do it over something that you're already doing and that you enjoy doing. For that reason, conversation's probably going to flow a lot more smoothly because you're not just worried about the conversation. You're also focused on having fun. And that's the big thing is like, even if it doesn't go well, you're going to have fun anyway. And I think for that reason, this mindset will allow you to meet with people that maybe you wouldn't otherwise get to meet because if I'm the one choosing and I have the option between meeting somebody over a zoom call or meeting somebody over playing some basketball I think you know which one I'm picking so you get to meet cooler people have better conversation and have fun while you're at it never eat alone another thing that I took away from this book is that you know if you want to let's say you've got a lot of people that you want to meet with, that you want to connect with, but you only got so much time and you only got one you. Well, instead of cloning yourself, what you can do is clone the event. So rather than me going and playing basketball with somebody one-on-one, why don't I invite some other people that I'm looking to build relationships with and have them come out and play some basketball as well? Now, instead of 1v1, it's 3v3, we're dishing the ball around, get the distribution channels going, and then I get to meet more people at once. And it's also the opportunity for some connections to manifest between the people that are playing basketball. So don't make relationships a separate thing. Build them into what you're already doing and invite people to tag along with you. You get to meet more people at once and those people will have a better time because there'll be some new connections to be had there. They can meet some new friends. And above all, your main litmus test for any of this is have fun, right? Like Keith and I think very similarly in that context. Tattoo it on my forehead. Life is about having fun. It's not about putting on your suit and tie and stressing about what you're going to say at a networking event. No, go out, do things that you're passionate about, invite other people to tag along and maybe make some new friends in the process. 
if other people are going to have fun, they will probably remember you fondly because of it. So those are my key takeaways for building relationships in general. I want to spend a little bit of time diving into some of the suggestions that he had for building relationships in a professional context. Because again, a lot of us listening to this podcast, late teens, early 20s, compound interest. If we can build some good, strong relationships now, they're only going to pay bigger dividends down the line. It's also a bit of a taboo subject. I did not know a whole lot about how to approach professional relationship building. That's one of the main reasons that I picked this book off the shelf. So let's talk about the key lessons learned on that side of things. The number one suggestion he had was to be intentional about the relationships you're building. Create a relationship action plan. And what that means is to look at the goals that you have for your life, the things that you want to accomplish, and then look at the different people that might be able to help you realize those goals. The people that have the jobs that you want to get, the people that work for the organization that solves the world issue that you care about. Be intentional and connect with people that are pursuing the same path that you want to pursue. You have common interests, it's going to be easier for you to build that relationship. That's the next part, is now you've identified the people that you'd like to connect with. How the fuck do you start that process? Well, the big thing he says not to do is to reach out and ask for something. I think that's kind of common sense now. That's that's the big no-no. So instead, flip it around. Make it about them. What they're passionate about, what it is that they're working on, what their big problems are. Take a curiosity into the person that you're going to be reaching out with and make it a game of trying to help them with whatever it is that they're working on. I loved that mindset that he had in the book. He's like, make it fun. Make it a game. Whenever you hear about something somebody's working on, get creative and have some fun with how can I help this person with that thing using the things I know and the people that I know. Have fun. Now, how do you figure out those things that they're working on, that they're passionate about? Two big kind of duh moments that I had while reading this book is like to look on Twitter. Twitter is a really cool platform because people share very openly on that. And there's also some pretty cool ass people like Elon Musk, Gary Vee, they freaking tweet actively. So you can get insight into the problems and the things that those guys are working on. So like if they're on your relationship action plan, make sure you're following them on Twitter and that will give you a lens into the problems that they have and then use what you know and the people that you know to try to help them with that. But again, I've always hated the word networking because it sounds like a very sleazy, self-interested process. Fuck the word networking. Let's replace it with connecting, relationship building. At the end of the day, this should be a very human process of just trying to better understand other people, learn more about what makes them tick, what they're passionate about, what they're working on. And if you can find a way to be involved in those things, you can find a way to be involved in their life and via their relationship action plan, that might be one of the best ways to get you from where you are now to where you want to go. And that leads nicely into the way I'd like to finish this podcast, which is with the top three favorite quotes that I got from this book. The first one relating to my last point, which is that you can get further in two months of being interested in other people's success than you can in two years of trying to get other people interested in your success. So it's about flipping the script, being curious, listening to other people, understanding what makes them tick, what fires them up, and indulging them in those conversations and involving yourself in those parts of their life. Great, great way to build a relationship. 
Another hard-hitting quote from this book. This one is sneaky powerful. The author says, If I'm taking the time to meet with somebody, then I'm going to ensure that they are 10 times more successful than I am. And the very obvious message from this is, again, that message of generosity, investing into your relationships, into the people around you, not being selfish, doing what you can, what's within your power to make the people around you even better off. The sneaky hidden message from this is the word if. If I'm taking the time to meet with you, then I'm going to make sure that you're more successful than I am. So this is about being selective and, again, intentional with the people that you are investing into because we only have so much time and we can't make everybody in our lives successful. It's just if we could, we would, but we can't. So be very mindful of the people that you're investing into. Invest into people that, again, are in line with the path that you're looking to go and that are also reciprocating the same generosity that you're giving off. You can't invest in everybody, so choose wisely. And the final quote to wrap off this podcast is one that he offers from the Dalai Lama, which is that most of our happiness arises in the context of our relationships with other people. So don't wait for the weekend. Don't wait for the next coffee chat. Build relationships into absolutely everything that you're doing. You eat two to three meals a day. You probably go on a walk. Use those as opportunities to connect with new people or deepen your relationships with existing people because that is the source of our happiness, is the quality of our relationships with the people around us. So let's invest in them and let's do it wisely. That's all I have for you today. Thank you as always for listening to this episode of Happily Discontent. If you enjoyed it, please share it with the homies. Let's get more people on the Happily Discontent wave. Uh, If you're not the person to share the resources in the friend group, no issue. One awesome thing that would fire me up would be if you could rate the podcast on whatever platform it is that you listen on. If it's Apple Podcasts, if it's Spotify, give it a rating. We'll show the algorithm. Yeah, there's some smart ass people running these apps now. Rating it shows the algorithm that you're enjoying the podcast and then it will go and put it on the explore page, on the discovery page, ultimately push it to people on your behalf. So, Share it with the homies. If not, give it a little rating. I would really appreciate that. And if not, if you didn't enjoy the podcast, please let me know how I can improve. That's the only way for me to get better at this. I am very new at this. And the only way for me to get better is for you to tell me the areas that I'm missing so I can patch those holes and get better over time. I welcome the critical feedback. So shred me. Get in my DMs. Send me an email at pat at wearewell.shop or Patrick Mazurik on Instagram or LinkedIn. Let me know how I can do better. Either way, whether you liked it, whether you didn't like it, I hope you have a fantastic day. Go crush it. Go have fun and invite some people to have some fun with you. Thanks again. Much love.